welcome back to the Flanner podcast in collaboration with the Echelon blog. How you been, mate? I'm well, I'm well. How are you I'm getting good. Uh, I've been itching to get on the trainer, to, but I'm going to go on after this, so don't worry about that. It's not... <laughs> you got to yeah. dedicate to the pod. Pod over the, the training. Today, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is far more important. You're going to get far more what's out of this one. <laughs> Today, we want to we want to dive into the world of uh, silly, silly, silly bike packing trips. Um, we both recently, well, I say recently, it's probably it's a bit it's a bit quite a long time ago now actually, but um, we've both uh, done done two rather big rides. Um, Tom, let's, why don't we start off with you? What, what, give a give a little little pricey, a little, a, a little synopsis. So you, uh, my ride was uh, a bit of a it was, a, it was meant to be over, it was meant to be over four days. Uh, I was riding with my girlfriend from Reading all the way across to Swansea. This was at the beginning of September, so we had nice weather for it. Um, we're going rented devices, devices to the border of um, Wales, Wales, the border of Wales across to Caerphilly, uh, and then to finish off in Swansea after four days. Uh, mountain bike ride, mostly along canal paths and little trails. Um, I obviously am cyclist myself but my girlfriend is more of a runner so she's quite quite new to not new to cycling but new to long distance cycling uh so i live in reading she lives in swansea between two houses effectively sounds like an epic little trip you've got going on there actually um it's a it's a really good idea because that's some there's some really nice roads in there but um why don't you go into a bit more detail until we're talking so, about the day one from Reading to Devizes, it's all the way along the Kennet and Avon Canal along Route 4, National Cycle Network Route 4, which is uh, a part of a system of routes in the UK that are maintained and kept by the charity Sustrans. Um, so really nice to cycle along. A bit bumpy in parts, but it's a canal path. So it was good. Nice and easy to follow. No problems with junctions and big roads, especially on relatively slow mountain bikes. Uh, then after devices, you get a bit more along the canal, but then it starts to turn into, you're still following Route 4 because it runs all the way from London all the way to the far west coast of Wales, but it then comes off the canal and is a series of bike paths, mostly segregated from the road, or at least on quiet residential roads. Uh, and then we basically followed that all the way into Swansea. Sounds like a fantastic little trip you've got going on there. I mean, it's it must have been it must have been really really like peaceful and quiet. I mean, generally we're sort of uh, I mean you're more of a road rider than anything else. But what was it like sort of? Being on the on well, it's gravel, isn't it? So I mean, uh, yeah, along the quiet, river is really nice. The only calm. problem is obviously it's a shared path along the river, so you can't constantly have to ding your bell. I tell you what, if you're, if you're bike packing along any little mm, shared route, yeah. take a bell with you. It's the best thing ever because some of the walkers yeah. they get very annoyed with you when you don't and you try and squeeze past them. So, that, that... course, course. Uh, yes, we did. Yes, you have we, one with you before? I learned from previously cycling down i did a bit of a tester run down there and definitely bell needed very wise very wise 
And uh, so what? So um, tell me a little bit about uh, your, so uh, the, uh, the kit you use. Annoyingly, my I was bor- I was planning on borrowing. Um, uh, we use panniers because mountain bike frame bags don't really work as well uh, compared to road bikes. So we had I I carried the majority of the kit. Of course, quite a heavy bike in the end. The bike alone weighs over 10 11 12 kilos to be honest and then plus all the weight it weighed an absolute ton um but i had panniers on the back so annoyingly my dad sold his panniers just i don't know six months ago six nine months ago so luckily um girlfriend's uncle had a set that he's used before they were good um but they weren't quite as good as they could have been we didn't have a proper rack for the back of them that so it worked out fine there was better ways of doing it but it worked out fine very nice okay no that sounds that sounds uh that sounds pretty good and uh so you managed to you obviously were carrying all, all the weight so i mean what was that like uh in like um, in terms of ride quality that must on the flat bit of sea fine. flat straight roads absolutely fine Going through any like little chicanes or through little gates, basically, if you made any sharp turn, the bike would like the weight of the bike would literally just take you over. So it was not a very agile bike at all. Um, and when I said at the beginning that it was meant to be four days, there the lockdown came in in Caffili County on day three, so we had to avoid Caffili, and that actually avoided us the majority of our whole trips climbs. So I didn't really get to test Ooh. massively up really long climbs. There was a couple of ones in Bristol that we went through, but I was able to get over those relatively easily. But there was a big one just out of Caffili mm. that was the longest climb by far, but we had to cut that one out. So that, I think that yeah. did kind of save me. Okay, very nice. Yeah, no, it sounds that. Oh, that, I mean, that's, uh, that's got to be a good thing, right? In the scheme of things, yes, but it would have been nice to, like, because we had to, like, get the train through Caffili to go to the other side. So we do have a little bit of a gap in our mm. route of the bit we weren't able to do, but nothing we could have done about it, to be honest. So. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, well, that's uh, that sounds good. What about... Uh... What about your uh, bike? What about what, what talking of which? Uh, what sort of what so route? Was it full sus? Was it a uh, hardtail? Eight year old uh, hardtail Trek mountain bike. Uh, I think it's got 10 speed Dior at the back, triple, good old fashioned triple chain ring up front. Um, Ooh, it's nice relatively like standard bike, to be honest. Not, not, nothing fancy. The saddles a bit had it. Um, I did. I did go and spend quite a bit of money on it before it because it was in a proper bad condition the chain was like way too worn i got new rotors yeah, on the course. discs and stuff like that but it was absolutely fine for what we needed it for yeah I, I mean a gravel bike would have been probably perfect but as much as i love a new bike i couldn't quantify buying a complete new bike for it yeah no of course of course yeah, I mean uh, that's that sounds like you've turned like you got the situation pretty sus then. I mean, like it was. Uh, what was the, um, so uh, what was the, the overall, it was in kilometers. That's what I can think of off the top of my head. I think it was two hundred and eighty k, maybe. 
over three days. Yeah, yeah, it was it's a solid ride. But as long as my girlfriend's ever ridden on just on the first day, so doing that three days in a row, that that was that was that was quite quite an achievement for her. I I think. although it made it harder for me i think overall it would have made it was easier me carrying it all i think she would have struggled if she had to carry all her own stuff but yeah she she coped well she had a a a canyon hardtail mountain bike with some slx 10 speed oh both of our bikes are 29ers as well so they're quite big quite big wheels so that was quite good Nice. Oh, nice! Yeah, that sounds. That sounds. Uh, yeah. That sounds like you've probably got the. Uh, that sounds like a proper good setup you've got going on there. And I mean, like, no, I mean, I was just about to say, like, what, what, what was it like with the, uh, like the position on the bike? I mean, I know that on a road bike that it's uh, very. The, the position is quite important yeah. in saddle height and list like like reach and like where the hoods are. I mean, it must have been quite. It's obviously very, um, very different from a, a road bike. I mean, so I, kept, I kept my saddle height the same. I have a very specific, not very specific. I, I know what my saddle height is, so that was, that was, <laughs> yeah, I do. That was spot on. He loves the data, how, exactly what I wanted. I mean, because we weren't absolutely like gunning it, like it was quite relaxed. I didn't need to, didn't get sore hands or sore neck or anything like that because it was quite laid back and relaxed but my girlfriend she as i said said before she's a runner doesn't do a lot of cycling so she had a big problem by day after day one she was struggling and by day two the saddle sores were off the chart so she she did very well to push through that but by bristol we had to buy her a big big padded gel saddle to get her through the rest of it but the gel saddle was a big saviour. Big, big saviour. Because she probably would have struggled to complete it otherwise. Yeah, it was... Really? Yeah. That's very, very impressive to pull uh, through, though. Like, um, for day two, we that. obviously... We had to get to Bristol, which was a good... 650, 60k into the ride. So she had to push through that... A good few hours of pain. So it was good on her, oh, to be fair. That is, that is that's grippy. I mean, like, I've, I, I, for me, that, that would really make me consider that. Would... Yeah, actually. So that's that's real testament that. Um, yeah. Well, what was the what were your sort of overriding? Uh, what were your sort of overriding thoughts? Right. What was it like? Uh, what, what were you thinking along the way? Did you like? Was there serious mood? I mean, obviously they all have been serious with uh, with Salazar issues. I'm, I'm sure that's really played on the mind. But what was the what was the overriding thoughts going through it? What were you thinking about? Um, I mean, for me, to a lot of it was I'd planned this route and I'd made this route, and I wanted to make sure this route was right. So for me, the, making sure we were on the route, and yeah, the first day we had some complications with the route. So after that, it was always like is it right mm. and like just before we got into wales they'd completely shut a significant chunk of the route like there was no way around it without having like a good 10 15k detour really? so we ended up trekking across a whole load of yeah. um 
kiss uh, little gates and stuff on a footpath just because it it would have saved us so much. It was such a pain to do. It was literally like 300 meters yeah. across a field, but there were so many gates like and styes to put the bike over. But it just saved us like a 15 kilometer detour. And it was like so annoying. But yeah, so that was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, it must have been, uh, but like, it must have been quite nice overall just to sort of, just to get out and be free and not, I mean, it's quite a nice yeah. thing just to be able to just not, not think. I, I, don't, I haven't not, done not, many not rides that are point to point. I think I can only think off the top of my head of doing three or four. So not having to do a loop and returning to the same mm. place, just like, kind of like constant exploration. Like, and it always feels like you go further when you don't do a loop because you're like, oh, I can get here. This is 100K and I've got here. I've got yeah. somewhere. Rather than going, oh, I'm home again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, no, I know that mentality really can just play in the mind. And 100k to somewhere rather than going home is always a lot easier than uh, good. Just doing, just doing the new about and about. Um, so, what are you, what are your uh, yeah, takeaways? Yeah, I, I, what would you do? I, I wouldn't again? do the same route again. We've done it. Don't need to do it again. To be honest, we would have. So, I would, I would definitely do another section of maybe. Route five or something. I think that goes down to Southampton. So that'd be a shorter one. Do it in a day. With uh yeah. The the National Site really most of it is really good network. So I would I would recommend using it for any inter not beginner to intermediate bike packing trips. It's relatively good surface, really pretty well signposted for the majority of it if you don't have a head unit to use as well. So yeah. I'd definitely do another one similar again. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, and touching on the whole, since you mentioned the old uh, bike packing, what was the accommodation situation? Was this a, so, an Airbnb yeah, hotel was, job? It or was an Airbnb. It was, uh, it saved us care in the tent, and I, I, I'm not a, I'll, I'll camp if I have to, but I'm not a massive camping person. But yeah, we had some, two really nice Airbnbs, yeah. one in Devices and one in Chepstow. Uh, yeah, really nice AMBs. One was an old forge, huge, spacious room. The other one was a nice little along the river, little uh, terrace house. So yeah, they were really nice, really accommodating the AirBnBs. So yeah, couldn't fault them at all, and cheaper than the hotels. So yeah, good all round. Brilliant. No, very nice. That sounds like a that sounds like a really good uh, really good option. I mean, uh, it's yeah. Uh, Having done a bit of uh, bike back in the past, I haven't done the the camping thing, and I don't can't quite imagine what that must be like. But I I do yeah. quite like at the end of the day, just you're able to have a shower and you're able to sleep in a bed and clean your clothes and like relax yeah. and Wi-Fi, charging your phone, all that charging all your easy, devices. Easy stuff, I mean. Like don't have to worry about things and think about overly plan ahead. Yeah, it's uh it's quite it's uh exactly it's just that's it's just one other thing that sort of plays in your mind and having the airbnb yeah, solution really just does. really does help a lot doesn't it um and what was your uh what was the what was the, what was the gf's opinions what did she what did she think yeah would she do it again she really likes the fact that we one got somewhere as i mentioned before and two we got to her house we got from here all the way across the country it really i think she really felt like it was a sense of achievement so i that's really good, actually, and it's a, it's a really yeah, always it really the best is. finishing yeah. point is the is the front door. Um, uh, is she, is she, is she I wouldn't now a say she's a convert. She'll cycle to the shops 
and if we plan another one, she'll probably do another one. But she 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 sticks to her running. <laughs> I just just, so that, just for the pod, I, <laughs> I probably had ran with her once, and I similarly won't be doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> very wise, very very silly sport running. Uh, <laughs> um, no, that's uh, brilliant. We mentioned that, is there another one in the, in, last in, one, in the works? We mentioned maybe doing maybe not as big, uh, but yeah. Possibly. We'll see. That's brilliant. We're going to take a a little pause here for a sec and we'll be right back with uh, something that I did about two months ago that I don't think I will do it right. (laughs) So at this juncture, I just thought it might be quite a good moment to tell you a little bit more about the Echelons blog. The Echelons blog is a cycling-related blog written by me. Inigo Hawkins, um, and I'm writing about all my all things cycling, my own experiences, but also the pro peloton and the way I view the sport. I've just finished my own grand tour, as you might call it, in uh, where I have just uh, taken every day's stage and I've then written a post about it. I've analysed it. I've got into the uh, tactics used by the teams, the tech used by by the riders, and as well as some of my predictions for the following day. Um, if you would like to have give it a read, it's on my Twitter. Uh, the link will be in my bio at Lewaffler, and it'll also be on in our own podcast Twitter bio, uh, which is at Avec Flaneur. Um, I'd really appreciate it if you could go go over, have a read, and if you like what you see, drop a comment, drop a like, maybe, um, and let us know. Let me know what you uh, what you liked and what possibly what you didn't like, so that in the future I can make these podcasts, uh, make these episodes a little bit better. Um, and yeah brilliant cheers guys give it go give it a read follow the links and all that and um back to the podcast welcome back after that short little i wouldn't say ad break but good bit so we'll move in a way so we'll move on to something (laughs) in a way uh, way. pretty a pretty mega trip that you've been up you've done relatively around the same time as me actually I, we just, Ironically, yeah, we you just happened missed to be, each uh, other. I crossed into uh, Wales road, as you as I was on went, the road at the same time. Went south and north, yeah. Crossed yeah. through so, your home, past, past, t- past your where, front door. Tell me a bit about why you um, wanted to do... Well, actually, you know what? How far was this? Yeah, the plan. So the plan was 463 kilometres in how many days I hear you ask? Yes, one. Uh, one day, uh, one ride, uh, 463 kilometers uh still slightly blowing my mind that i thought that was a good idea um yeah absolutely bonkers um i can i can i, I would love to attribute this to sort of like lockdown fever but it would have been it had been like about two months since lockdown had been lifted and i was well out of that sort of thing so i don't quite know what possessed me to think that was a good idea but yes so i, I um, that's said indeed I was the plan the national cycling network for mine how did you just determine what your route was then so i i, I should probably go into the just quickly go into into the why uh because uh it, that sort of it sort of brings us sort of full circle i think we um I, me and a friend of mine who uh, go who ride for the local cycling club in salisbury uh he said to me he said go, i want to do a really big ride i want to do a really big ride like a 20 24 hour thing and i said yeah you know what go on why not sounds sounds, sounds like a laugh sounds like it'll hurt a lot 
Uh, sounds like it would be a great story for the grandkids. Um, what What do you want to do? And he said, well, I don't know. We can't really do anything outside of England. So let's try and find something in England. What about south to north? So we looked at borders of going to the border of Scotland or, or vice versa. But it turned out transport was quite expensive and it logistically just wasn't quite the quite right. Um, so we thought, right, let's look closer to home. What do we have in our vicinity? Um, and uh, in England, we have uh, we have these things, cathedrals. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um, sorry, of course, of course you've heard of cathedrals. I don't want to talk about. But uh, my hometown, uh, Salisbury, is well known for its cathedral, Salisbury Cathedral. Big, big in the news about two years ago with the whole Novichok thing. Um, two Russian uh, tourists come to look at our cathedral. Um, so I thought to myself, well, why don't we link it to all the other cathedrals in the area? Because in the south, there are, I think there are something like 12 or 13 cathedrals within sort of in above, well, below the top of London, if that makes sense, including St. Albans. So originally I planned to do it to all of these cathedrals. So that was something like 600 kilometers. I thought, hmm, that's a really long way. Um, so I t- nailed it down and we got it down to eight cathedrals. Um, so, we went, so we went to Winchester, Portsmouth, Chichester, Guildford, Oxford, Gloucester, Bristol, Wells, and then finishing in our hometown, Salisbury. So that was the, uh, that the theoretical route. Mind blowing. <laughs> that yeah, that that I wouldn't couldn't even comprehend doing that. Two days, that's a push for me. But I, I like I like the link between <laughs> between the towns. That, that that's that's nice. Yeah, I, 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 first of all, we word. tried for the classic like, alliteration sort of uh, sort of destination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sort of thing, and uh, just nothing really worked. Nothing really went. Like, there was no like a good loop because for this sort of ride, I mean, we, what we could have done is we could have done circuits close to home, um, which would have probably been safer uh, and easier and much better for support as well and carrying equipment, but. Uh, I think that would have just sapped the will. Like 400Ks is a long way. Like 24 hours we wanted to do. That's a, a long time just to do the same loop on a road on roads that we already knew. So we wanted to do a big, like we wanted to go big. But you sort of, instead of sort of like just planning a nice route, you need, you know, it's really important I found for like to have like Easter eggs along the way. So it was really, it's much easier on the, on the mind if you say, don't worry. Instead of saying, oh, it's 300Ks till we get home, it's, 50k to the next cathedral hey that's nothing after that oh it's only 80k to the next cathedral oh that's nothing oh and it's not nothing but like in the grand scheme of things it was it was far less significant as than 300k so that was that was our reasoning that was our thinking behind uh uh the, the cathedral what time thing. did you have to get up in the Just morning then to start this road? so the trick here was that the, the time was indeed the timing. We wanted to make sure we knew what well, obviously we'd have to cycle at night. So we didn't want to leave. We didn't want to like leave in the afternoon and get the night out of the way because that would mean that we would have been, have been awake for like 40, 30 hours, 30 hours, maybe 40 hours, because obviously we wouldn't sleep through. I mean, we could have slept through the morning, but ultimately it wouldn't have been beneficial for us to, uh, uh, to do that early. So what we decided to do is to leave to, uh, uh, get up relatively early. So I got up maybe like seven thirty, eight ish. Um, and um, because what we did is instead of starting at Salisbury Cathedral, we started at Winchester Cathedral. Um, and did I mention that in the list? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Sorry. We started. So we started at Winchester Cathedral and then went to Portsmouth. But um, yeah, so we started at Winchester. And we, so we needed to uh, 
I get the train to Winchester, um, and we I think we caught like the nine thirty or something like that. So um, I was up at like seven thirty eight. Uh, got a lift into town. I wasn't going to ride into town <laughs> with four hundred k's on the horizon. So um, I uh, yeah got the train. Got the train to Winchester, and then we I think we uh, the Grand Day Par was something like ten ten twenty ten twenty at Winchester Cathedral. Oh, it's not um, as early as I thought. So yeah, it was uh, it was a very social hour, uh, you could say. No, I mean. Because we also had to factor in the uh, the finish time. We didn't want to finish oh, yeah. at like four in the morning because that's really an antisocial for um, uh, people. And also, we want because what I should what I should say what should I said at the start is that this was a a charity venture as well. We uh, did it in aid of the local uh, Salisbury Hospital, which is my local hospital, um, the charity there. Um, so we wanted this to be a bit of a media. Uh, wanted to get some media involved um, to try and promote it a bit and get some more publication. And we were quite lucky actually. We uh, Got in touch with BBC Wiltshire, um, and I was able to do, do a couple of interviews along the road, which was quite uh, quite exciting. Um, so yeah, we we wanted to we wanted to get it finished like like eight in the morning, so like quite a social hour that people were up and at them, but probably maybe not quite gone to work yet. So uh, that was the, that was as I say, that was the plan. So what food did you take with you? How did you plan food stops and everything like that then? So food is a, it's a very it's a very good question actually because um it was a really tricky one and I think and something that I I and I, I, having I mean I've done I've done bike packing before in Italy that I think I believe I've talked about already um and that I fueled that I literally did just ate solid food I, did, I had like Haribo's and I drank loads of water and like it was very basic it wasn't very scientific I literally just if I turned up to a town I'd have a pastry. Um, I, I, that's the only thing I could go off. And I was like, uh, that was different because that was a day-to-day thing and I could I could eat loads in the evening and that would be enough for me to fuel me the next day. Um, so really tricky, this one. Um, it, was a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a tricky one to plan. Something I would change next time is because of what I, so I said, I thought to myself, right, okay, you know what? I ate solid foods last time. I'm going to eat like, not, I'm not going to go with the sports nutrition angle. I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm going to go with the, the the real food, like flapjacks. I mean, they are still sort of energy bar are type thingies, but I was going to go for more the yeah the like the really basic, just normal normal foods that my body is used to. Um, so the Nature Valley bars and uh, what Nature Valley bars, and uh, I think I had some uh, sweets in there just in case of st- well <laughs> uh, bleep <laughs> hit the fan. Um, yeah, as for meals, we uh, pretty much at every cathedral, we did a little cafe stop, you could say. A brief little 10 minute, had a, I don't know, coffee, uh, bottle of water, something like that, you know. Um, that's how we sort of planned our food. Uh, I, I would have pretty much. Heard, I didn't do it for my, but I, I would have gone more scientific than that. I, it's just me, but yeah. Yeah, in, in hindsight, because as it as it turned out again more foreshadowing this 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 tactic was a slightly a downfall um the trick was i, I my my brain went to the to the carbohydrates so that is energy protein is not going to do do a massive amount even though we're going to be on the bike for over 20 hours the protein is not going even if we ate it right at the beginning it's not going to do us a massive amount of help so i wanted to go for the the slow release carbohydrates rather than the high high intensity sugar sugary um sugary ones i also had some like isotonic uh electrolyte uh, tablets to put my bottles um yeah what i would change is i would start on solid food so i do 
so we, as I say, we started about 10.30. I'd probably do the first, like, three, four hours on solid foods, premium five, six. And then and then I would move to liquid-based high- carbohydrates. Um, I'd probably, you'd probably go to Lou quite a lot, but it's just so much easier on the stomach, so much easier to digest. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I would go to more to the gels and the liquids. Um, so you obviously just, packed a little bit of food the and then body. bought some of the way, but what else did you pack? in your bags yeah so i had a little frame bag under the top tube i didn't go with a saddlebag i had a little frame bag um from apogee very high quality frame bags not sponsored of course but i do highly recommend a uh, little frame bag uh uh where i i put in i had so we had we had two pumps in just in case we had like i think i had six inner tubes uh i had obviously the food I had chargers and two battery packs for the Garmin and the phone. Um, I had some earphones just in case. Uh, and so in case we went do lally. Uh, what else did I have? Um, I think I think I may have had uh, a little multi-tool as well. Um, and some like tire levers. Uh, and I also brought like a rain cape. It wasn't going to rain, but I brought it in case it got really cold. Um and that was like sort of like a windbreaker, so that would be a bit. It keeps a bit warm. Um, I also brought a little uh, little merino beanie thing that I could put under the hat, helmet in case I got in case it got cold. Um, yeah, turned out I didn't think that I was going to be my next space. question. I actually, what, space, what sort of weather did you have? Bag. Like, was it cold during the night or the weather? Like the weather was pretty amazing. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, I don't. I, it was also it was also another reason, uh, another another contributing factor to the uh, to the denouement of this ride. It was um, the day was beautiful, stunning. I was hot, I was hot, I was sweating. Fifteen twenty degrees, stunning sunshine, uh, really beautiful day. Uh, we clicked. I don't know. Uh, we could, got a good chunk, uh, good chunk of it done. We probably got up to we got about two hundred k's worth of sunlight, um, which is brilliant. And then the night hit and it uh, got dark. And the thing is, the temperature was like 10 degrees, but it wasn't. It was, I'll tell you that, it was not 10 degrees. It was, uh, it was cold. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah, we got cold. Um, didn't we? Because you think like 10 degrees, that's not very. I mean, in the daytime, I would be probably, I could probably get away with shorts and a jersey um, in 10 degrees. Um, but in the nighttime, 10 degrees is more like five. Um, we got really cold, um, and my, I had I had arm warmers, I had a rain cape, I had a gilet, and I had a beanie, um, and I had gloves, and I was still freezing. Um, so um, that would be another thing I would change. I would prepare more for the. So night, you've mentioned this quite a few times now, of foreshadowing. So what happened then? Well. In a, in, a, in a very uh, cycling podcast style, the tail of the attack, um, we um, we started in Winchester. We had a this blissful ride down to Portsmouth, having a brilliant time. Had our first interview with the BBC Boat Show along the way. Really, like the pace was perfect. We overall the entire ride, we were actually the pace was it was bang on. We averaged about twenty six, twenty seven k an hour, uh, which I will find out for you in old money. Um, uh, it would, was absolutely perfect. It, it sort of we just sort of sailed along with it was very zone one. 
Um, it's about 16 and a half mile per hour. Uh, yeah, so we sort of just sailed along, took it nice and easy. It was really nice to be able to, because obviously in the summer I've been doing a lot of thrashing about, you know, uh, in the, going full speed as fast as I could um, on some, uh, some like chain, chain gang type rides. So it was really nice to like slow down and take it all in. Beautiful down to Portsmouth, across the Chichester, along the coast. Stunning weather. A nice little, there was a little tailwind as well. Um, really good all the way to Chichester. That was like the first 60 Ks. Felt like nothing. Felt like five minutes, um, which was which is brilliant. The ride up to uh, Guildford, we started. We encountered a little, some more, some more of the bumpy stuff. Um, it's a bit more lumpy. Kind of a couple of big hills. There was certainly one, uh, one big one actually in there that caught us off guard. Um, and then we, uh, yeah, we got to Guildford, and that's when that's when things it slightly hit us. Guildford Cathedral itself wasn't very nice. Um, the building, I, I know that sounds that's uh, that sounds quite funny, but like, uh, yeah, <laughs> the Portsmouth Cathedral and Chichester Cathedral were actually really nice churches, um, nice to look at, and it was very nice to be there. But Guildford Cathedral, it was like it was just a load of bricks and mortar, and it just wasn't a nice building, and it made just feel like a bit. So it was a bit depressing, really. We were like, "Damn, we've got a long way to go." Um, and yeah, we got we left we 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 got out of Guildford. We got to Reading. Um, we went up into 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 my into my neck of the woods, my university neck of the woods. I knew the roads, which was which was actually a really nice mental lift. I rode even we even rode past my old student accommodation, which was uh, quite funny. Um, yeah, and we stopped in the centre of Reading at my at the uh, at the supermarket. Got some supplies. Actually, met I saw a friend of mine as well, which was a really nice mental boost. Who was at in Reading at the time, and it was getting dark at that stage. And we were about 190 k's in. Um, it hadn't flown by, but really, it was. We were actually we were, we were going along pretty happily. Average speed was perfect. Didn't feel. I mean, in terms of the body, my legs felt fine. Uh, I was. My energy levels were good. I wasn't cold. I was very i was very calm um i was uh, it was a good ride it was a solid ride at that stage no problems um we left right we spent about half an hour in reading and we started to climb out and it got suddenly it went from dusk to night it was lit it was like click of a finger night um and it was spooky the first hour just we were on some back roads and it was just spooky it just felt strange and sort of weird and uh, we were growing along, and we could you could sort of see towns and, and stuff like that, and it was um, it was really strange. And the the really nice thing is that we together as a as a pair, we were fully aware of what was going on. Um, we were very conscious of each other because we were made we made sure that we kept talking to each other. We kept sort of asking each other how we were feeling. Kept like telling it, being completely honest. I mean, it's classic on a, in, in cycling to be like, oh no, I'm fine. I, I feel strong as ever anything, but actually you're bonking. Um, we were very clear. No, I'm cold. No, I need food. No, like, which was really good actually. And this stretch to Oxford was, it started. It was grippy when we got to Oxford. I was, um, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm re- well. We're well into this ride. And mind you, that's over. Uh, that's sort of, I mean, theoretically, that's halfway, halfway house Oxford. Um, I was thinking, yeah, this is good. And we didn't have a stop. And unfortunately, we couldn't find the cathedral in Oxford, which is a bit of a shame. I know, I know, I know, ironic, right? But we, we could see it very slightly. Um, we could only see it very, very slightly um, because it, but unfortunately the gates were locked. So we couldn't go and see it. But that, but like we were, we were, we were tired at this stage and we, uh, so we, it was about 10 o'clock at night. So we, we pressed on 
Gloucester was next on the horizon, and uh, yeah, this this stretch was quite was quite fun. Um, we went on, we literally went on the main road. We went on the, on the dual carriageway, um, completely by mistake. Um, we just didn't turn off when we should have done. Um, so we did we did the majority of it not on a dual carriageway, but we did the majority of it on an A road, um, a very busy or woodman would have been a busy A road, um, which was uh, really bizarre. Like it was a really big wide like far you could tell it was a fast road and it was just completely ours nothing else completely ours and we sort of we just tucked in and got on with it just did about five minute turns flicking off flicking through um and just sort of just got on with it and uh yeah we got and we the but the, the problem was that we uh it was some there was some it was the closer we got to gloucester there was some some climbs there's about four very steep inclines not just well they're not quite as bad as the Streetly Hill climb of uh, last week of last week's episode, um, but they were hard. They were hard climbs, and especially at night. And we were feeling we started to feel that we were starting to get cold, and we were also starting to get hungry. Um, we needed some food, and um, yeah, we finally we got we just got through them actually, and we descended deep cold descent into Gloucester, and we went to Cathedral, um, which was again really strange. Three o'clock. It was like three o'clock in the morning. No one about, um, just sitting outside the cathedral. Have I think we had some donuts actually or something like that. Um, um, yeah, really strange. And from there, that's when that's when it really started to go down the hill. Um, of course, by now, yeah, not far away from you on your bike path, yeah, your bike path. Could, could, could have come and helped just across you, the, but... uh, just across the way. You know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so inconsiderate. You, I really, I really needed you at that moment. You just, you just didn't turn up. I, I was uh, devastated. Um, uh, yeah, no, we. Uh, this is when uh, uh, the cow manure really hit the fan. Um, we we started. We we. This is now heading due south, and uh, it was as I say, it was about three and three three in the morning, and um, it, I, we were tired at this stage, like. We'd obviously been riding for a long time, um, plus obviously not having ever had any sleep, and also sort of on a weird sugar high, caffeine low high. It just, everything felt really distorted, and it's when we started making mistakes on the route. Well, I say we, I say mainly me, um, started making mistakes on the route. Um, we just, uh, I just kept. I, I would assume that it would be straight on, and just was left. And it happened about three or four times. That, just just bit every single time um didn't also help that there were some climbs in there and we started getting cold and this was when the cold really hit home and we did actually we just we tried not to stop between cathedrals because the less stops the closer to home essentially uh the less stops the more time riding so but we decided to stop a couple times because it was getting silly it was getting dangerous actually um so we just stopped talked um made sure we had some food, made sure we had some water and we got to Bristol. Um, yeah. And that's when, that's when we really uh, had a rethink. Actually, we got to Bristol Cathedral and we're like, right, we need to go find some food. We went to the Sainsbury's, got a coffee, got a pastry. It was just about light now, just about light. And, and uh, in that stretch to Bristol, my mate, my mate, uh, he'd, uh, he had some, he had indigestion pretty much. He had pretty bad indigestion. Like, it was. Um, it sounded pretty rough. Actually, I've really felt for him. It was not fun at all, um, and uh, just sort of like because of course we've been we've been eating sort of 
crap well, not crap but you know cycling trek trek bars and trail bars and oats and just not a very nice concoction so he was really feeling it we, we were both cold as well and so we thought okay wells is off the cards so we said right okay we're not going to get to wells wells was further south at this stage and we just thought you know what i can't do we can't do wells so we thought right you know what okay let's make a break for bath bath just down the road nice and easy to get to let's do that okay so we we if we get to bath then we'll have another rethink okay so we got and we got so we went on the uh the the, the, the there's a uh path that goes to is that bath, the, uh, goes to bath, bath to bristol cycle um, by any chance that was that i also rode along the day before you did it very well might be yeah it's, uh, it's pan flat really nice tarmac it's exactly right it's really and yeah, very, very amusing useful. we could have uh, yeah lovely stunning and we were it was quite amusing we were sort of on the uh we were literally like on the edge we were riding not as hard as we could but we were like trying to push on because we wanted to get to bath and we were doing like 30k an hour and getting overtaken by commuters and we were just in pieces and it was light at this stage so it was commuter time and we yeah, got to and we just like this path is it's about what 9k's 10k's it took forever it, i mean in the in my mind it just took forever um and so I just thought, and it, we got to Bath, and I, by this time, indigestion struck me, and my stomach was doing all sorts of weird, making weird noises, and I was burping, and like, it just, it was not, and I was cold still, even though it was light at this point, and I just thought, you know, you know what, this, this isn't the one, Chief, I can't, I can't carry on, there's, there's no point me, there's no point beating this, this horse, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna cave. And, and as much as we're not far from home, we're still like maybe 60Ks from home. That's another two hours and I'm on the very edge. And my mate, was he was just the same, if not worse. And we said, you know, let's just get a train. Oh, I don't think you so, could say um, you failed. We failed. You com- How um, far did you complete in the end then? Um, I mean, it, so we did 395Ks. Um, in 14 hours, 55 minutes, um, we climbed 3,379 meters, an average speed of 26.5 k an hour. Um, oh, apparently, according to Strava, I burnt 12,900 calories, but I don't know how true that is. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, my estimated average power for those interested is was 123 watts. I spent a lot of time freewheeling, certainly during the night. Um, then, um, but yeah, no. Um, we in the end, we. I mean, we 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 did. We were we weren't too happy. We were we were we were. Yeah, we were pleased. We were pleased with what we done. It was. Um, we didn't go out. We didn't achieve what we went out to do. But we, we still surpassed our expectations of each other's each other. I mean, I I hadn't. Um, longest ride before this was for me was two hundred twenty two. So this is not quite well, my longest is, is like, only two hundred. Uh, so you have three quarters of that again. Not not in the context of what you were talking about. That's... Only 200. That's still a long way, 200Ks, you know. So, I mean, well, I think what I talked about, right, I think we said this, is a, this is a little bit bonkers, really. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. I'll, t- I'll take that as a, as a, a backhanded compliment. <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, it was a crazy experience. And actually, I mean, Maybe that's, maybe if you did it with a bigger group, you may find it easier. I mean, I don't know. Is a is a 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot more people, I think the drafting makes a big difference. It really does make a big difference. Being a, And actually, it, that was something I found in the night when we were on that main road between Oxford and Gloucester. It was, uh, I could feel, I could feel the difference. I mean, usually when you're drafting, that you, you, you sort of notice a little bit of an effort, but you still have to really push sometimes on the pedals, just the same as you would if you were on the front. But in the night, it was really, really it's strange. I don't you know what I must have been sort of about the dark, but I really could dark. feel you that really whatever it was thirty percent less taxing. effort. Yeah, I'm s i was logged on. I was I was logged on fully. I had you just sort of just a whole different concept, a whole different thing. Um it was just yeah, it's just yeah, really strange. I, it was quite fun in and it's in this sort of way, it's quite daring i don't know if that's quite the right word but it was quite sort of exciting um oh, and it's a little a, exciting concept it felt, it felt sort of no. out there you know what i mean um, yeah a brilliant experience a brilliant experience and i'm really glad i did it apart from <laughs> the other somewhere on my strava now says my longest ride is 295 k which sounds <laughs> uh which is quite a laugh but um but uh <laughs> Part of me wants the 400, that 400. Part of me, I mean, I, the thing is, if I was to do it again, we did it at the wrong time of year. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, actually, not the wrong time of year, but it wasn't the ideal time of year. If I was to do it again, it would so be like, I, it's, it's I like actually tried a solstice, did ride, uh, solstice, solstice ride. to go do that. Uh, if the weather was right, um, solstice would be brilliant. So you went west to east. I was still did recovering you? from breaking my brilliant. collarbone in february so i only that's my longest ride was 200 the complete one was 333k so so and i did 200 my dad did it Brilliant. And did 333. wait hang on you wrote, so you wrote 333k so it, it okay it, it was fun earlier start than my yours God. but yeah no i was i was so not trained and ready for it <laughs> The, yeah, it was it was very tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real yeah. deal, and I think things like um, position on the bike makes such a difference. I was very I'm very lucky that my bike fit is pretty. I've got it pretty dialed on my uh, the bike that I used. I didn't have any problems whatsoever in terms of fit. My saddle height was perfect. I didn't have any knee trouble. No, I didn't have any new saddle issues. Um, there was a yeah. there were moments when I, like the you know when you get like the pressure, you feel like there's like pressure pain because you're just sitting on it, and there was a bit of that from time to time. But I mean, it's, it's like it's three hundred k's. I mean, that's gonna happen to anyone. I think I don't think a bike fit's gonna solve that. I don't think. Um, I mean, but um, other than that, like everything about the bike was perfect, which is which oh, is good. really good. We didn't uh, we didn't have any punctures either, which was a uh, really good. Um, um, that would have really sapped. That would have. Oh, that would have right so two killer. pretty um, mega rides yeah. between us. I'd say one a lot more taxing than the other, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one certainly a lot more stupid than the other. <laughs> um, no, but um. Yeah, equal, definitely equal ch challenges in equal measure, I'd say. Um, 
And uh, I mean, I'd highly recommend sort of this long distance sort of riding to anyone. I mean, if you're if you're a cyclist and you've got a bit of spare time, I don't know, a long weekend maybe, or or um, a bit of a bit of time on holiday maybe, I'd highly recommend sort of a multi-stage cycling event. It doesn't have to be organised; it can just be you yourself, um, or just a long ride. I mean, it it's such a good. And I, I know I sound pretty like sort of spiritual and and sort of different here, but like it's such a good way of understanding yourself and getting to know your uh, your limitations um um it certainly was something really sort of opened my eyes i mean i have done some some uh, endurance events in the past but this one just start, just put the put the record straight and it was sort of uh start all over again sort of thing and 100 percent next year i want to go and uh, do some do some mad things again because uh why not you know world's out there yeah exactly because i have i have got a screw loose actually um <laughs> But um, no, yeah, no. Oh yeah, brilliant yeah. experiences, and um, it's, um, yeah, definitely. I feel better for feel better for doing uh, it, don't you? Yeah, yeah it really is. Well, fantastic. Um, yeah, that was the Flanner podcast. I should uh, bookend this this podcast by saying that we have a um, we have a a little brand change in the works. We have a little uh, we have some more ideas. We wanted to we wanted to switch it up a little bit. Um, we wanted to sort of. We're sort of going to play with the name and the, the branding, and uh, that's going to be coming soon. So keep an eye on our Twitter for that. That's at Avec Flaner. Um, um So that there's going to be some changes there, and we're going to sort of uh, uh, change up the sort of, sort of style. The content, don't worry, shall forever be the same. Um, we will keep battering on about uh, all things uh, insignificant and significant about cycling and, of course, pro cycling. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we've got some exciting things in the works, and definitely. More content coming soon with uh, uh, the the end of the pro season, um, and we want to do a bit of a post season analysis, don't we? Um, so um, brilliant! Thank you very much for listening. Um, uh, please like and share, and uh, tell your mates that, about it. No. And uh, uh, come listen uh, again, get a, please. Get, get, get the word out there. And um, yeah, <laughs> have you got any, anything else to add? <laughs> absolutely yeah. follow follow the twitter follow uh, uh me at have a, uh, no, at la waffler and uh tom over here at at queasy quinners um uh and of course the podcast on twitter at uh avex Flanner, as as said um brilliant all right um, cheers, good talking to me as always yeah. and um we'll be back soon with some more cracking content <laughs>